3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Kaboom! If you
3: thought
5: four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. Nine,
4: nine, 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 nine. In the air everywhere. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G as we hang out and schmooze all weekend long. And a happy Saturday to you as we have reached the 17th day. Of the month of February. Spring training underway. Uh, we talked a little baseball this week oh, on the overnight yeah. show. Just a little bit. I'm happy that weasel Rob Manford's leaving. <laughs> yeah, I wish he I was leaving
5: sooner. Yeah, when Monty <laughs> did an update and announced that in the background, I said, <laughs> bye-bye.
4: Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just a he- piece of metal. They should give him a statue in Houston. Rob Manford yes. should get a statue in Houston. They Holding should a trash can. Yeah. They should retire his his name uh, in Houston. Uh, no one in the history of sports has done more to support cheaters than Rob Manford. I <laughs> and I'm seeing some of these these baseball writers writing these these think pieces about what a great commissioner Rob Manford is and how baseball is going to be you know be in a tough spot to replace him. I'm like, really? How hard is it to replace the guy? I mean, the guy's a snake. The guy is a snake. What are you doing? I don't want to – we don't do sporty here. Uh, but on this, the Saturday pod, uh, we have uh, chicken parm with big red. Chicken parm with big red. Kick them out. We've got the idiom of the week, and who knows what else we will have time for. But we begin with this. So back to Lost Wages, Nevada. Last week, uh, a couple of things about the trip. Now, I did not get the first-class VIP treatment. I went on my own. The company did not pay for a single cent of my trip to Las Vegas. I wanted to go. uh, I had access to it. Uh, I didn't get a hotel room. I didn't get airfare. I didn't get any uh, meals paid for. I, I paid out of pocket. Uh, so I drove. We drove uh, from LA to Vegas. I did the overnight show. I I took a bath for about thirty minutes to try to you know calm my mind down, and then got in the car and drove to to Vegas. And I, I I like driving. I I don't really like flying to Vegas. I like having my car with me, even though they charge thirty bucks to park everywhere in Vegas, and that's embarrassing. And Vegas was better when the mob ran it. But I drove through the the night to get to. To Vegas, we got there. Had to get there early because we had an early window to record some of the podcasts and whatnot. And you have to go through NFL security, and there's a whole bunch of hoops you have to jump through to get into where you need to go, and all that stuff. But uh, on the way to Vegas, we stopped in Yermo, beautiful Yermo. Oh, not my mo, (laughs) Yermo. Now we did not. That's where you're
5: hoping to build a vacation home someday.
4: Uh, uh, Well, you can get land very cheap there. Very, very cheap. Uh, So in beautiful Yermo, which is one of the many stops along the highway from L.A. into Vegas, uh, Highway 15, if you've made that drive from L.A. to Vegas. And so there's there's stops in Victorville, Barstow, Yermo, and then you've got Baker and then you go to right through the state line, Nevada state line. You've got right there across the border, Prim where you have on one side Buffalo Bills. On the other Mm -hmm. side, you've got uh, a different uh, hotel there. And so side by side. But we stopped in Yermo at Peggy Sue's Diner.
5: Uh, I've I've driven past that.
4: Yeah, they have a lot of billboards out in the desert. And uh, my my wife was uh, kind enough. I drove to Barstow, and then she took over. So I drove halfway, and then I started to get a little tired. Uh, I got a little tired. So she took over, and then we, she wanted to get something to eat. So I, I was fasting, so I was like, go wherever you want. And she was like, hey, this is Peggy Sue's Diner. So we went to Peggy Sue's Diner. It's a cool little roadside diner in the middle of nowhere. They've got different themes, old Hollywood memorabilia, sitting in the middle of the desert. It's very odd because you go there, and you've got all these like old Hollywood mementos in the middle of nowhere. And then down the road is this place called Eddie World, Not Eddie's World. It should be Eddie's World. It's called Eddie World. And it's just a a gas station and then a candy store. And for some reason, in that place, in Eddie World, they have a piece of the floor from the original forum, the the, the court that Magic and Kareem and the Lakers played on, winning all those championships back in the day. Number one. They actually have the Laker logo from that court sitting in a truck stop it's pretty funny. You should go there sometime, Danny, yeah. when you drive to Vegas, because it's 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 hilarious. Like of all the places for this to end up, yeah, in the
5: middle it's like of that, nowhere. It's like that famous big Santa Claus that used to sit on the roof of that candy store in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. As kids on the one hundred and one freeway on that drive, we'd always see the big Santa Claus on top of the building. Well, it started to uh, break that roof down. On that property, so they had to get the big Santa Claus with a crane off of there, and it wound up of all places in Oxnard, California, across from the strawberry fields where a gentleman's club is. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so same sort of thing. It's like, how did that get there?
4: Yeah, it's like when I went to the Neon Museum, and they had all like these giant, I guess that makes more sense, the Neon Museum. Although we didn't get to the one in Vegas. I heard the one in Vegas is insane. So we, we stopped at Peggy Sue's, went to, through Urimo, went to Vegas and, and all that. But that, get to the point, please. So I, I thought this was, this was kind of amusing. So we, we do the whole thing. It was a fun day, Danny. Uh, you were great. I appreciate your, your hard work there. It was fun. You were bouncing around because you had Covino and Rich, and you were doing stuff with me, and we had to put it all together, and you had to do a lot of the editing. So I thank you for that. And so, but we, I was there a lot longer than I anticipated because we had some interviews lined up. And as we, we talked about some things, uh, went sideways and people did not show up that were supposed to show up. And so I was wandering around and I was, you know, I just was killing time. I did a segment with Tony Bruno. That's where the, uh, the Kevin Harlan came up. And then, uh, uh, some of our old producers, people that worked at Fox sports radio, I was talking to them, they were working different radio stations and stuff and, uh, just had have fine time at fine time, but, but I was there a lot longer than I wanted to be. And so we, we went out to get a bite to eat after we were done with the, the radio roast stuff. And we go to our favorite Italian restaurant in Las Vegas. I haven't been there in a couple of years. It's called Capos. Have you ever been to Capos? Oh, in Vegas? No,
5: I've heard of it though. The place is insane.
4: Uh, it's like a speakeasy type place, a uh, real dark restaurant. You know, it's good. I've never been to a bad restaurant that's got hardly any lighting. It sounded scary. A uh, Capo's restaurant and speakeasy, uh, just amazing Italian food. Uh, just, just, just absolutely great. So we're, so we're in there, and, and I, there's, there's a couple things that stand out about this, Danny. Uh, number one, I got, I got shaken down. I got you. So we did not have reservations. It was Super Bowl weekend. And so they were pretty busy in there, and you needed reservations, and we didn't have any reservations. So my, my wife calls up because we were originally going to go to this barbecue place that I had found, this, like, local barbecue place, which is way off the strip, uh, past downtown, just like a local's barbecue place. But we went to the barbecue place, and I, I was like, this, this place looked amazing, right? They had all outdoor tables, and it look, just looked like, your your trashy Texas barbecue, which you knew the food was going to be amazing. And there were people lined up around the building. But they closed in like forty minutes and we looked at the line and we we did the math in our head. We're like, there's no way. We we could stay online. We could wait online, but we're not going to get in. And so I was like, I don't even. why are we, it's kind, it was kind of cold in Vegas, and, and I was like, what are we going to do? You know, I, I, as much as I want that barbecue, uh, Vegas is like a suburb of LA. We'll be back again, no problem. Uh, so then we were trying to find a restaurant. My wife's like, uh, Yeah, is that, what about that Capo's place? Uh, I said, that place is good. And uh, I said, well, I, I told her, I call her, call him up. So she calls him up, and they're like, ah, we don't have any reservations. You can't, you know, you can't eat here. So my wife's like, well, we're in town, but we're only in for a f- couple of nights and we got to get back to LA. We love your restaurant. So the, the the person on the phone's like, all right, well, come on down, and I can't guarantee anything, but you know, tell him so and so sent you. We'll see what we can do. So we go down to, to Capos and they they have the speakeasy, so they let us they let us in. This Paisan. Racist. Uh, he comes up to me, right? This guy works at the restaurant. He comes up to me, he says, Hey, I need to talk to you. And uh, and my wife's like following with and and following with me, and the guy's like, no, no, you you stay here. I need your husband. So he then takes me to the side, and he shakes me down. He said, "Listen, you uh, you take care of me. I can get your table right over here, right in the front." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I told be- <laughs> you, Bobster started these restaurants. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, uh, I don't know, you know, I'm like, I don't. I mean I like this place but this is kind of shady um but did, I was like did, oh, did he give you an amount? No, he didn't All give right. me an amount um but I I I slipped him a I slipped him a few bucks and uh, and he uh, he took me right to the table. Is, it, then he went. is it like that time with Rod
5: in <laughs> Bakersfield
4: where you where you tipped the waiter a five dollar oh, yeah. bill? <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't exactly five. Oh. I was uh, yeah. I, well, I didn't look. See, that was oh the wait. Problem. You thought
5: it was a hundred and it was a ten. Remember? Yeah. Well, it was
4: it was a bit of a mistake. But, but I I tried to be smooth about it. And I didn't yeah. want to look. And yeah. I just kind of reached my hand in there. You and saw I
5: a one and a zero, and you are like that must be.
7: Back to
4: the to the cup. So I got shaken down. I gave the guy you know some money, and then he uh, he took me to the
5: table. It he was didn't a good table. he didn't accidentally take a ten. I know that.
4: Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a good table. My wife was very happy. So you know it was before Valentine's. So whatever, it was fine. Uh, but the funniest part of the night, and the food was freaking amazing, right? It was I normally if I got shaken down, I'd be like, oh, this is terrible. The food was so good, I didn't even really care. You know, it was, like, just amazing that everything was fresh and wonderful. And uh, one of the great meals I've had, maybe because I was hungry, I don't know, but, uh, but it was really good Italian food. I loved it. And so we're in there. The place is packed. People are all dolled up. They're all dressed up. They got their church clothes on, right? They're all looking good. There's live music. There's great Italian food. And uh, here comes, out of nowhere, Big Red, right? And out of the corner of my eye, I see... This mob of young women and, and middle aged men, and they're all trying to get close to Big Red, trying to get photos. And, and you know, it was wow. So, uh, you remember the guy that, that was walking around Radio Row, Danny? Uh, the, it looked like Andy Reid. You remember that guy? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 You took
5: a photo with him.
4: I did. I, well, I know the guy, actually. He's a listener in Kansas City. And he's an Andy Reid impersonator. It's almost Andy Reid. So this guy goes to Capo's. I, I had talked to him earlier. I saw him last year at the Super Bowl in in uh, in Phoenix. And so he walks in there, and the people seem to think that that was actually Andy Reid. I don't think they realize it not. wasn't
5: Andy Reid. Ben, they're not alone because my wife. He saw your Instagram page, and she told me that's so cool that Ben is friends with Andy Reid. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. So there were like beautiful young women that were taking photos for their Instagram page with this guy. And guys were like, dudes were like, oh, Andy, you know, good luck against the 49ers. <laughs> it was wild. Do these people think that Andy Reid goes around? To random restaurants wearing his game day attire. Yeah. That yeah, it's like a chicken parm with big red out there. You know, it's like what, what was,
5: it was uh, hilarious. Also, where was his wife? Because every time we see this guy, his wife is somewhere near him. She's yeah. usually she's usually just a foot away from him. Post game, she was standing hovering over him, remember? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I saw Andy do some interviews and his wife was right next to him. But the the Andy Reid impersonator this is great. So I actually talked to the guy at the at the at the Capitals. I saw him. I said, "Hey, uh, you know what you should be doing right now is go down where Elmo is and Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse. You know how much money that guy would have made on tips if he had gone down the lo- the, the strip, you know outside the, oh, the yeah. main part yeah. where there is those cartoon characters walking around. He would have made a fortune.
5: Yeah, um, because you common NFL fan would have paid $20 to pose and take a picture and they could have lied or at least tricked people the way you tricked my wifey. I didn't you, trick are, you I, weren't I, trying to. She I, I was tr- she was tricked just because he looks so much like Andy Reid.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks more like Andy Reid than Andy Reid And Reed people know we're
5: well. at the Super Bowl, so in her mind he was there interviewing with radio stations. <laughs> yes, that is it's uh, it's nuts. But that guy is a listener
4: of, uh, he's a connoisseur of sports radio. I should get him on the podcast. I actually have his, his information. I can get him on the pod sometime. But I, I I could have had him on last weekend, but I just think that's more of a visual thing. Yeah, I think we said that on yeah. the podcast. Like, But it, it's got to be an interesting story, like what it's like to look like Andy Reid and when he goes to these events and stuff.
5: Oh, I'm sure he has wonderful stories to tell.
4: Yeah, but he's a, he's a listener because he uh, another one of those kind of cool radio nerd moments, Danny, where uh, I introduce myself to him. And he's, oh, yeah, I know who you are. I, I hear you. <laughs> I've heard your show. And, and
5: I, I was an impersonator for one day. I'll, I'll tell you the story in 60 seconds. Okay. So I worked for a radio station in Ventura, California. One of our AM stations was KBET. All right, so no big deal, but there was a KBET van that they let me drive sometimes. Well, the Raiders were in their last season playing in Oxnard for training camp, now where the Cowboys are located. Yeah. They had me run an errand. I had to go out there because there was there was something being delivered, a commercial for something was being delivered. So I go out there to, they called it the Raider Radisson at the time. And I pull up in the KBET van and there's some Raider players out there in front of where the sports bar was in front of this Radisson. And they told me, oh kbet hey come up here come with us so they invite me up the stairs to one of the bungalows and there's all these players who i recognized of course because i'm a big raiders fan and they're all sitting around in one of these rooms and they're just shooting the shit one's playing like an nes video game from back in the day and they're talking to me they're they're like yeah blah 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 and they're talking about bet and then one of them says so how long have you worked for bet television (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 well uh, you, you just go with it you're just like hey yeah well yeah it's been a while uh, i was yeah, a kid you know. at the time so i didn't know how to roll with it so i had uh, to explain to him who i was and what i did and let's just say my visit ended shortly thereafter no he's got to play along right uh, you oh yeah right? later in my career i would have just played along and been like yeah man BET's crazy it's a crazy job. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that, that's pretty good there. But uh,
4: yeah, so the Andy Reid thing, the Andy Reid look alike, was pretty pretty amusing. Of all the restaurants in Vegas, like he just happened to walk into that one.
5: What did you order there? That everybody wants to know what you. Well, ate there.
4: I, I, I did eat the chicken parm. I love the all chicken right. parm. The chicken parm there is amazing. But we had we went big, right? Because this was like our big night out. So we it was your big eating night. We had toasted ravioli, was, uh, Oh, yeah. I was standing... I garlic oh, did you
5: dip those in marinara? Uh,
4: they, had a, they had a really good... It wasn't a marinara, but it was kind of a, oh, like... Ranch. a ranch. No. Danny. <laughs> Danny. Uh, no, but they had a really good sauce, and we had like a garlic a cheese bread type thing, which was really... Just, just the whole meal was, was wonderful. And as always, what I did to prevent myself from, from hating the meal... When the bill came, I, I told the wife, I said, okay, if I look at that, I can, I can pay for it, but I will be in a bad mood the rest of the night. But if you pay for it, I will not be in a bad mood because I will not know how much that is. And if I know how much I'm paying for that meal, <laughs> I will want to throw it up and eat it again. Uh, so I get two meals out of it. So uh, that's, that's kind of the way we did our business on that. Uh, and then they uh, they kicked us out. They didn't kick them out. They kicked us out, Danny, which was a little, <laughs> little different there.
5: Yeah, just like how the uh, Raider players kicked me out of their bungalow. Um, it's one. It's been one of those weeks where I'm like, damn it, I need that. Why didn't I put that back in my backpack? Like a shitty week where I'm unorganized because my stuff is all over the place. Well, my my schedule is like that, too, because the school and the school district – they're like, okay, you can have the week off to go travel to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. But when you come back, we need you to pick up a couple of extra shifts to cover for people that covered for you. Uh, so I'm like, all right, so I'll do your Fridays. I'm usually off from there on Friday mornings. Fine. So you got to wheel and deal with your job sometimes to get time yeah. off. All right. Well, here's the bad part I get a text message from our boss here at the network, and he says, hey, some good news, you guys are filling in for Dan Patrick next week, Monday through Wednesday, the hat trick, they call it, the CNR hat trick. Uh-huh. Ben, you know what time the Dan Patrick show is on.
4: Yeah, early uh, early in the morning.
5: Yeah, okay. it's the time where I have to go unlock that campus and uh, and be an adult, all right, for the, for the second job there. I tell my boss, I'm like, I think I could weasel out of Monday there. There's no way I could get Tuesday and Wednesday off next week from the school because I just ditched them last week. I was trying to, you know, figure all that out. And then I get a text later that day saying, and next Thursday you guys are filling in for Colin Cowherd. Shit. I can't get that day off either, but Colin starts at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can get out of that campus at uh, about 8 30 a.m. But then I'm doing the math and I'm doing the ways app So uh, a couple days ago on Thursday morning, right when it it hit 8 a.m., at the stroke of 8 a.m. like Cinderella, I go to the Waze app, and I punch in our work address, and it says 55 minutes. (laughs) That's that's an estimation. Yeah, to go 18 miles. Cool. And I'm thinking, shit, I forgot about that. The last time CNR filled in for Cowherd, it took like an hour and 20 minutes sitting in the morning crap. I mean, it was like somebody vomited all over the freeways. It was so bad I had to get onto Ventura Boulevard, and that didn't move either. So you just feel trapped, like claustrophobic in those situations. And I thought about it. I'm like, what am I going to do? Can I maybe kick the kids out of my classroom at 8 a.m. when it's okay for them to be wandering around the campus? Now, normally what I do in my early morning classroom, Ben, is I entertain these kids till about 820, all right, when the bell rings. And that bell is like, oh shit, you gotta get your books and run to your first class. Well, can I, or do you think I will get caught <laughs> next Thursday? <laughs> can I at 8 a.m. say to the kids? Hey guys, I'm so sorry, but I got to kick your asses out of this warm room, and you have to wander the campus for 20 minutes because I need to go to Sherman Oaks, California.
4: Well, you could see as long as it's not raining. uh nah, that's before. a good point. That's if there's a- an
5: atmospheric river, you're, you're you're screwed. You'll know this. How do you wind up getting in trouble at a school?
4: Well, somebody uh, rats you out.
5: Yeah, and who would rat you out?
4: There's always that one kid in yeah, the, class. Yes, one, yeah, there you go. Stay, the yeah, one kid yeah, who wanted yeah. to stay
5: and play on his phone and charge his laptop. Mr. G, <laughs> what you <love> Mr. G? <laughs> I was cold for 10 minutes. Oh, and then that terrible. mom's going to call the principal, and then the principal is going to text me that she needs to have a sit-down with me, and then, you know, the shit will hit the fan. I have to be very strategic in this now. Do I maybe do the rundown? For that next Thursday morning show, the day before, give it to Covino and Rich a day early, and tell them, "Hey, I'm going to be running just on time." You know, and do I push it to like eight fifteen, and then walk in right as the uh, show is starting? I don't know how to do this.
4: Yeah, so I I would. The way I would play it is, you tell the kids on Wednesday, tomorrow, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to have (laughs) to. But then that gives them a
5: whole day to rat.
4: No, but if you let them know, maybe they'll be prepared for it yeah. rather than springing on them. So but then I would, definitely do the, I would definitely do the rundown like on the, the
5: yeah, night before. Yeah, the before. night before. But here's one little problem with saying something the day before. There's different kids each day. There's some regulars, but there's also yeah. different kids who come on different mornings. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So but, that, but
4: technically, by the letter of the law, if you're only supposed to be there till 8.
5: They allow me to clock out. At eight thirty-five a.m. Anything after that, I'm not supposed to put on a time card. So in their minds, I think I'm supposed to be cleaning that room up around eight thirty. Okay. So about half an hour. Is there anyone else
4: there that you trust Mm. that
5: works there that could? No. 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 (laughs) There's no. There's no one to conspire with. Unfortunately. You're. uh, So it's a thirty-minute block of time that I have to be real gangster about.
4: That's a tough one. It's only it's only 30 minutes, though, but in kid time, that's like four hours. True. That's the problem. Yeah, For us, yeah. 30 minutes flies by, no problem and at all. And you know, all,
5: it's but. been California cold in the morning. The chances of a kid complaining and crying about it, those chances are high right now.
4: Yeah, it's always that one kid.
5: Mm-hmm. I'll update you next week on whether or okay. not I have a second job.
4: All right, let us, <laughs> let us know. You're fired.
6: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The, uh, the, a couple things. Let's do the idiom of the week. Are you ready for the idiom of the week?
6: Idiot of the no, week! No, no.
4: Oh. it's idiom. It's uh, idiom, idiom. idiom
5: of the week!
4: Well, this is something that you'll actually have to deal with probably uh, next week as well, Danny. It's called face the music, right? You have to face the music. (laughs) How dare you? And and all that that happens to be the idiom of the week, and uh, most of us know what that means. It means to accept the truth uh, and and whatnot. Uh, So uh, time to face the music that you have a problem. You have a problem. Well, that term, face the music, there's a couple of theories on where it originated from, the idiom face the music. The most popular and what is believed to be true is it comes courtesy of the British military. And the legend goes back in the day when someone was getting court-martialed, they were getting in trouble, uh, there would be a military drum squad playing. And that's where the term face the music came from. When you were being court-martialed, you would be greeted by the military drum squad. And the term drummed out of the military also came from that particular practice, you were. Now I haven't really heard that much drummed out of the military. The other popular theory, which is not as uh, believed as the first one, they, most people seem to think the face of the music came from the British military. But the other theory is that in uh, acting, the actor who faced the music was the one that faced the orchestra pit in a live stage performance. Like you have the, the right in front of the the the, uh, the the stage there. Often you'd have the orchestra. Back in the day. And so uh, those are the two theories. But the idiom of the week is face the music. Face the music. And that is the idiom of the week. I think we'll get out on that. It's Saturday. And uh, it's kind of a lazy, <laughs> hazy Saturday. I got nothing to yeah, promote. No man. TV show sure to promote. There's just, just NBA
5: just... to watch. That's it. Uh, not even much.
4: It's NBA All-Star weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, dunk, dunk contest. I'm over that. The you don't want to see Mac McClung? Oh, my God. Yeah. That used to be a big
5: event. I I still like the three-point contest. Eh,
0: I like
4: that. I'm a little over that even, too. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because every night watching the NBA is like a three-point contest. It's just pop a shot. (laughs) It's just get a rebound, throw it back out for a three-point shot. Over and over. And they should just add a money ball. Every third three-pointer you make is a money ball. It's worth six points they should make it. and Just do that. But I'm not... I'm getting jaded. I'm getting to the point now where I don't even like the three-point contest. I'll, I'll check it out. As you know, Danny, for content purposes only, yeah, of course, yeah. I, will, I will consume some of the NBA product for content purposes only.
5: Why can't they do, like, a Moneyball system for our podcast? Like, every third or fourth podcast, we get triple the money.
4: Yeah, I think every 100th uh, <laughs> download, we get a bonus. <laughs> every 100th person that downloads the podcast – we get some money. Anyway, have a wonderful day. Thank you. We have the mailbag on Sunday, and we look forward to that. We will
5: talk to you then. Pasta, pasta. Bye, Felicia.
0: At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.